will have to find me a wife. I want someone who is sold out for God. I want someone who loves the Lord because I know what I'm coming out of and I don't want someone who is going in. I want both of us heading in the same direction. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining me today again. This is Nelson and we are into part two of Marriage Builders. We're into part two. It was so good, we didn't even have time to change. We, we're going to just hit this one more time. And um, the last time when we um, we recorded, I told you guys we was going to come back to Pastor Mark and we're going to have him talk about that word again that so many of us don't want to talk about, submission. <laughs> Pastor Mark, I'm going to put it back into your hands, sir. Come on it. Come on with it. <laughs> All right. Well, as we said on last time, if we really take heed to this word it is really the key that will take your marriage your relationship up to the next level yes and for those of you that are single and you're looking for a spouse young ladies you're looking for a husband remember there's more to him than just curly hair and muscles mm -hmm. or he's got a nice job or nice nice money yeah. all of that can fade away at an instant you need someone that is submitted to christ Pastor Bill brought that out earlier. You need someone that has uh, that is submitted to Christ. As the centurion uh, said, that uh, as he spoke to Jesus, I'm a man under authority and I have uh, people under me. He understands authority. You yeah. can't be in authority unless you're under authority. So when you're selecting a man, when you're looking for that husband, looking for, listening for the voice of God, is he the one? One of the key markers is, is he submitted to Christ? We started here in the book of Ephesians, the fifth chapter. We started verse 21, and we're going to go on from now. It says, submitting yourselves one to another uh, in the fear of God, because there is a time when the husband must submit to the authority of the wife, and the wife must submit to the authority of the husband. And it goes on further. We talked about this as well, that uh, even at times God told Abraham, listen to your wife, listen to Sarah, listen to the wisdom. That, uh, that the father has placed in her. And your wife is a treasure trove of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Treasure trove of wisdom. So also to you young men who are looking for a wife, you don't want to marry a young fool. There's yeah. more to a woman than just curves, brothers. There's yeah. more to a woman than just nice hair and all of that. I'm telling you, all of that will fade after a while. All that will fade after a while, okay? Let me give you this example. Can I, can I say this before we get into the word of wisdom? Oh, yeah. Before we get into yeah, this? Yeah, most definitely. If you want to know how your wife is going to be in 30 years or 50 years of marriage, find out about her mother. Mm -hmm. Very important. Yeah. How, yeah. How, and how does her mother treat her father? Because your wife grew up in that, in, that environment. So yeah. these now people can change the, the word of God will will change them. We will grow together. But your first indications for husband or wife, uh, young people, those of you that are seeking to get married, how do they treat? Look at where they came from. Look at their foundations. Yeah. If it's available, not everybody uh, had, had parents, you know, to, they didn't grow up with their parents. We understand that. And some parents are, are, are have, um, have died and, and gone on to be with the Lord. But if they're still there. At least ask about it. At least ask about it. You want to say something yeah. about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump in real quick and then we'll let Pastor Bill um, 
get a, a whack at it a little bit and then come <laughs> back at you. <laughs> because, um, yeah, I've, I've um, heard that growing up. They always um, tell the young man uh, or the young woman and said, look, if you're looking for a husband, like Pastor uh, Mark just said, if that man, that young man that you um, you are attracted to, if he is putting his hand on his mother, or if you see the father being the mother, said, be, be aware. Yeah. And likewise, young man, if you're looking for a young woman, and that young woman does not have any respect for the parents, he said, be aware. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, to say something about that. It's so important uh, what Bishop Shroud said just a second ago. You have to look at the signs. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people fall in love emotionally and they don't look at the signs. And then when they get involved in the relationship and the signs begin to take over, mm -hmm. many times they're already out of balance. Mm -hmm. So it's harder to get it back in balance when you you know, for whatever reason, hook up with the person that's not actually compatible with you, yes. right? So compatibility does have something to say. It's also very important, um, I'd say this to young men, I would say also um, to young women that are looking for a man, um, it's important that you notice whether the law of kindness is in the person's voice. Because some people can be very, very sharp with their words. Mm -hmm. They can be very edgy with their words. In the context of a marriage, that can, that can doom a marriage. Mm -hmm. Because by your words, sometimes that's how the person reacts to you. Mm -hmm. That's how they connect with you. Something about how you handle yourself in front of situations. Mm -hmm. And so watching those words is so very important. And how they interact with people that they don't know. Sometimes folk only are really nice to the people that they've known for a long time. And so when you're coming into a marriage and you're introducing your wife to someone different that you don't know, you know, that well, and you say, okay, this is my wife, this is so-and-so, you want to know if the law of kindness is in her voice. Very important point. Well, I, I'm gonna say something before. Um, let, let me take a whack at it again before we pass it back to Pastor Mark, <laughs> because you said something that is so true. Because there was a time that um, I guess it's my the way I used to um, respond to my wife, and then say, "Well, she said, well, you you shouting, your voice is way up there." I didn't know how to have that mellow, you know, that 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 like they said, a soft answer, turn it away at wrath. I didn't know how to respond in a soft way. I, did, I wasn't thinking about emotions and all that. And you see why I'm sitting between two men of God who have all those years of marriage under their belt. You hearing that wisdom that they are, uh, are, are feeding you guys. And I'm feeding too because one thing, I'm not going anywhere and not going to eat myself. I'm not. I'm gonna eat too. I'm. I'm feeding too. So I love what you're saying about your your words and how you respond because it do make a, a difference in my marriage. So we going back to the word that you don't want to hear, <laughs> submission. Here we go. All right. Let me say this too. As you were talking, um, let me say this too. As we're talking about, um, of course, we're talking about marriage, and we're also talking about. Uh, those who are going to get married one day, you're seeking 
uh, seeking the Lord for your spouse. Let me tell you this. Boy, oh boy. Are you ready, boy? All right. You ready, Pastor Bill? Ready. Ready. Okay. ready. It's important. Uh, your ladies, your body, and men, your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, okay? You need to be aware of who you share your temples with. Oh, whoa. Ladies, uh, let me say this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, men, brothers, you go lay down with somebody. Before you lay down with them, first of all, I want you to understand that it, there's a reason why God put sex under the context of marriage and it is not authorized outside of the context of marriage. Now, let me tell you one good reason why. You meet someone up in some club somewhere and you go have some affair with them. You don't know anything about them. You don't know anything about their upbringing. All you know is that they're cute. All you know is they got money. That doesn't tell you anything. If you can't see this person as being the, the, um, the father of your children, then why would you lay down with him? Man, if she, all she has is curves, she doesn't have a brain. I mean, she doesn't have a mind, the mind of Christ. Can you see her being the mother of your children? One thing you have to realize that Christ has made us kings and priests. Men, you're going for, looking for your wife, but you're also looking for a queen. Yes, yes. Can she raise royal children? Wow. <laughs> wow. Will he be a father? Will he be a king over your future prince, princes and princesses? Hmm. If you just met him 15 minutes ago and you want to gratify your body, understand there will be consequences to those actions. Yes. Yes. You may birth a fool. Mm -hmm. And when you're birthing a fool because you didn't take the time to know who this person was uh, and all this stuff, that's why God puts marriage, he puts sex under the context of marriage. Why? Because you've taken the time and prayed for this individual. Even before you got together, you prayed for them and God said, he's the one. God said, she's the one. And there's, there's so much more to it. You don't want to give birth to a fool. And then that child, which of course is no fault of its own, becomes a snare to you. And now you're in a relationship with somebody that you don't even like, mm -hmm. that, you, that you realize you don't even know. Mm -hmm. And you've got a child between you and that child is caught in the middle of two parents that hate each other mm -hmm. because all they had in common was their genitals mm -hmm. in that moment of time. Wow. So wow. we need to take very special care of that. Go ahead, help me with that. Well, whew, Pastor Bill. Wow. Uh, you know, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Um, it's so very important also to remember um, as you're looking for a mate and you believe you found that person, you have to have an aspect of prayer involved because you don't know what you're going to face up ahead. You could get married and that very week face a tragedy of some time. Maybe not in your personal relationship, but what about on her family side or your family side? So you have to have someone that's capable of standing up under pressure. I've, you know, I've dealt and I've counseled a lot of couples that one of the reasons you wonder why they ever got married is because you see when you go back and you look at what has happened in their lives, you realize they hooked up out of time, out of season. 
it was the wrong season. And, and so their expectation level was too high because they married out of season. That's very important that you want to find the right person. It takes time. You can't, you know, meet a person and then the next week want to get married. You don't even know what you're dealing with yet. And so certain things have to come to the surface. You know, gold is heated up and the dross comes to the surface, is skimmed off, and then you have pure gold. Well, so it is in marriage. Certain things as you're dating will come to the surface so you can see whether or not the person is for you. Yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. And um, I was just thinking about my marriage, my life, as you were saying that, and back to the word submission, which um, I, I was, before I got married, I had a house. Um, I was living by myself in a house. It was easy for me to bring anybody there. But I, you know, because of the seed that, I, that was already planted in me, the seed, the word of God, I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, I don't want to live like that. I want a wife and you will have to find me a wife. I want someone who is sold out for God. I want someone who loved the Lord because I know what I'm coming out of and I don't want someone who is going in. I want both of us headed in the same direction. So I prayed for us and I, 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 first of all, I said submission because I submit first to God. I wanted to submit to his will. I wanted to live according to his will. So I didn't want anyone just coming in and out of my house. I wanted someone that we can build a future together and to live according to his will. So I said, you got to find me a wife. And he found me a wife. And that's how it's all started. But first of all, I had to submit to him because it would have been easy for me to say, hey, I'm like, uh, I'm going to try a few things first before I, you know, and take it as far as I can before I, I, I decide to get married. But I said, no, I couldn't do that. I want a wife because I want to live for God. And he found me a wife. But it takes submission first to God, not my will, but his will. Amen. Agreed, agree, 100%. Because again, like we said before, the wife is your help meet. And how can she help you do something when you have not first received instruction yourself? So husbands, uh, fellas, those of you that are that you're going to get married, you've got to have instruction. And one thing I love about what Pastor Nelson just said, before he got married, he had a job and he had a house. <laughs> yeah. He had a place to put her. Yeah. Uh, and she didn't. Okay, that's something else. Let's go back to Ephesians 5th chapter. And uh, boy, I'm really getting something out of this today. I'm boy, telling, I'm telling I'm you. I'm telling you. It's this hot is up powerful in here. stuff. Powerful. Um, so let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and read down to um, verse 25, uh, verse 22 through 25. And it says again, uh, verse 21 through 25, it says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. We talked about that. And now it says in particular, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. And we've said before in times past that wives, you don't want to have more respect for another man than you have for your own husband. You want to have that respect for your own husband, um, not more respect for a pastor or bishop or a doctor or whoever else. The, your main respect should be for your husband to hear what he says. 
And if that is not the case, well, then let's build to that relationship. Let's build to that. It can be, it can be built. That's why we're talking about today about building marriages. We're yes. marriage builders. We want to help yes. you. Mm -hmm. And let me say this too. If you've gotten together, if your relationship, if you got married on the basis of an unplanned pregnancy, you say, I'm going to stay together. But then you find yourselves again, that you don't know each other, or maybe you didn't get married, but there's a ch child between you. They're still healing for that relationship. And the Lord yes. can still be glorified in that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. That's one. Bring that up again. It says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as as uh, as unto the Lord. Verse 23, uh, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. Boy, there's so much in that verse uh, 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own Husbands, there's, there it is again, own husbands in everything. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. I want to stop there just for a second. So scripture says, and I want to, I want to see how this looks practically, practically. It says, wives, submit uh, to your husbands. And we talked about submission, talked about authority, submitting to authority, to another yeah. one's authority, mm -hmm. not just the person, but to the authority of Christ. And we said that there's really no authority except God give you authority. Right. So you're submitting when, you, when wives, you're submitting to your husband, you're submitting to the authority of Christ that's in him. And when the wife does not see that authority, when the wife sees her husband walking in disobedience out of the character and nature of Christ, it confuses the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and one thing we can see here that uh, the wife is told to submit, the husband is told to love. Mm -hmm. To let me, so I'm going to put that question back over here. Why would you think the wife is told to submit in particular? Now they're both told to submit one to another in verse 21, but in particular in the confines of marriage, why is the wife told to submit and the husband, or rather, the wife commanded to submit? And the husband commanded to love. Why do you think that? Now, that's a good question. That's a good question. Don't you want to know? All right. Yeah. Let me put it over to y'all. I, I pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I believe that the wife submits because it is the order of God. And she's the one that has to also have the protection as well. And then the husband has to love her as Christ loved the church. That's a powerful statement there because Christ gave himself. Mm -hmm. And I, as you were talking, this kind of came up in my spirit. You know how submission is like this. All of us have been on the road driving at one point in time mm -hmm. and you see a stoplight. Mm -hmm. Now you try to make it through the light, but you can't. <laughs> so, so it goes to yellow or it goes to, you know, red and that's it. All right. In far as submission goes, submission is also stopping. If if the husband is doing something destructive, if he's drinking too much or if he's partying too much and he's brought that over into the marriage, it may have been a habit when he was single. But now certain things have to stop in order that other things can begin. You know, it's a stop and then go. Oh, glory to God. It's a stop and then go. You stop. It doesn't mean you're going to stop all the time. You're just there for that moment. And then when the light turns green, you're free to go as you did before. 
So that part of submission is very important. When, when, when our spouse is right about something, mm -hmm. you got to stop, mm -hmm. then you can go. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good, and I pass again. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, consider consider, consider this. Uh, I, 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 I love the illustration of the, the stoplight. Yeah, yeah because uh, we, we're talking about submitting. You're talking, again, about submitting under the authority of another, right. under mm -hmm. the control of another, mm -hmm. submitting to rules, set rules. Mm -hmm. And there are set rules uh, in marriage, some things... Um, some things that the wife will say to her, to her husband, hey, I love you, but let's not do this. You know, when you did this, you hurt my feelings. So there are set, role, set rules and roles. By the same token, the husband will say, well, honey, uh, you know, there, he may say, would you stop doing this or, or this, this hurts me uh, or that hurts me. And you have to be able to listen to one another. And so there are times when you are growing in marriage. In the beginning, it is a stop. But as you mature, it becomes a go. Hallelujah. <laughs> it becomes a go as we begin to learn and grow, grow with each other. But let me submit to you that it is easier for a, a woman to love. Easy for a woman to love. But it is more difficult sometimes for a man to love. It becomes natural. Women are naturally nurturing. And you have a, and it's easier for them to love. So therefore it's not commanded to them to do so. That's, yeah. that's innate. A wife, when you, when you're woman, when you see your child, that love just flows right out. Yeah. Um, so God tells the, God tells the wife, uh, I want you to do the harder thing. You are to submit because that's not natural. Uh, in in our flesh, it is not natural because many of the, our wives, you, you may have PhDs and you have all this education, and sometimes it seems like the the more foolish of the two is the husband than the wife. It seems like the wife has more wisdom than the husband, but God still says, "I want you to submit to Him, right. submit to His authority, because it is not Him; it is the authority of Christ that is within Him." But love for a man is not as natural as it is for the woman, so. The Lord tells the husband, I want you to do what goes against your flesh. I want you to love her, but not just love her uh, in, in a sisterly love or in a sexual love. I want you to love her in such a way as it is self-abandonment. Mm. Remember, the Bible says that Christ is the savior of the body. Yeah. You're going to have to put yourself up upon the cross for her. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to endure yeah. for her. You're going to have to be that for her, be like Christ for her. And when the woman, when the wife sees that he is like Christ for her, she'll have no difficulty submitting to that. Yeah. She can yeah. submit to love. Yeah, that, that's, that's good. Because as you were saying that, I can see myself in that picture right there. Because I've as I have um, developed over the years and evolved into the man that I am today, yeah. it takes um, me, first of all, submitting to God mm -hmm. to improve my marriage and to improve myself. Because the better I get, the better I love. The more I love him, because I, I used to think, um, if I love God more than my wife, it's like uh, I don't see the two becomes one. It's like it, it, you seeing it from the natural standpoint, like um, there's a separation there. 
But when I began to understand, the more I love God, it, it, Christ is the head of my of, uh, of of me myself, and the more I connect with the head, the more I love the head, the more I love my wife, and I don't see a separation between us. Because if I didn't have that that connection there, I couldn't connect over here the way I want to connect it. I couldn't connect with her that way because I would have been selfish. I would have been thinking about myself. I wouldn't have been thinking about how I respond to her. I wouldn't have been thinking about those things. But when I understand that she is the, the daughter of the king, which we're going to come back again because we're just out of, out of time. This is getting so good. We're going to have to extend this time to one hour. <laughs> but Pastor Mark, I'm going to let you have the last say in this prayer out today. Amen. Amen. So we're going to come back. I'm looking forward to, we got to finish talking about yeah. this. And I'm thankful that you're watching. And so we want to pray for healing for marriages, healing for relationships. We want to pray for you that have had broken hearts. And you don't even know if you, if you want to be married or even stay married. We want the Lord to bring healing into your relationship. First of all, heal you. And as he heals you, that relationship will be healed. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for uh, my brothers and sisters that are right now watching, those that are going through some really difficult, ter terrible times. Lord, I pray that you, we pray that you would touch their hearts, that you would heal them, that you would deliver them, Lord, that you would give them wisdom. And Lord, I pray for great grace that they may endure and come out, endure this, uh, this affliction, endure this, this time of suffering and torment. And Lord, show them the other side of that, the, the light at the other end of the tunnel so they may be refreshed, renewed and revived so that their marriage, their lives may be a reflection of your glory in the earth. Lord, for a witness unto you, Lord, we pray that you would heal them and deliver them. In Jesus name, amen. Amen, amen. And again, we wanna thank you guys for joining us. This is Nelson and along with Pastor Mark and Pastor Bill. And you're watching Head of Household as we continue to record the, uh, the marriage building series because we are concerned about marriages. We are concerned about God people. And we love you until next time. Keep watching and keep sharing these videos. We love you. And we out. You are not alone. <laughs> All right.